Scuttered my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy, this session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy in Session, the podcast. Today is October the 6th, and the boys are back in town, presented by Real Deal Fantasy HQ, as always. Wherever you listen to this at, especially on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us a review. Um, If you haven't told somebody that you're listening to us, go ahead and touch the neighbor next to you and say, neighbor, listen to the Fantasy in Session podcast. You did. Uh, how y'all Hey, I beat Javar ass last week, like I said I would, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, I meant to ask y'all about that. How did they strive against ago? I know y'all played each other in like three yeah, leagues, bro. Yeah, I beat them by like hundreds of points in one of them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I think I broke an all-time scoring championship record on this. Do you want to say less? <laughs> yeah. Say less? Damn, bruh. Yeah, he scored a lot of points, but it's still even one win. It's still but, one win. What do you mean? I scored a lot of points. You scored a little points. Yeah, and that leaves <laughs> a little points. <laughs> we still two and two. And in our huh? four matchups, we still we two, two and two. In our four matchups. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we play, oh, no, no, we played some. We, we got another oh, one this week. Oh, oh, no. We got another one this week, don't it? We played last week, I won, and then we had. Three games this week. I know, but he's saying two and lost one of them. So we two and two in our matches. All right, so we play again this week too. Yeah, but you play me in my shitty league though. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 because Trey Lance is starting. Trey Lance is starting, baby. We hope so. Let's go. We hope so. Right. Right. Hey, will it to existence? I wasn't wasn't as confident as I was, you know, at the end of Sunday, but we'll see. The way the way Jimmy uh J- Jimmy G had that little press conference, bro. He sounded like he was not about to play this week. So just gotta yeah, stay tuned, bro. That'd be so gross. Uh let's give a special moment of silence out uh, uh to all the fallen black kings and queens out there. Ring ding dong, ring ding 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 dong. Keep your head ringing. Uh, we back, we back. Uh, how y'all, how y'all doing? How you do, Carlos? You talking about us? How you do week four? What your team? I did looking pretty like? good. I didn't even, I didn't even look. I didn't count up Hold all on. the wins and losses I had. Hold on, Brad. Don't want to hear about that right now. What no, up, Brad? What up, what up, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Brad. You gonna uh, wait until I tell you how I'm doing, bro? How about that? <laughs> Shit. Would, you, would y'all take nah, nah, uh, Antonio Gibson for Fournette? Yes. yes. For sure. Give if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Hurry up before you change his mind. Hurry up. Right. Do that quick. But yeah, like, subscribe. Appreciate you, Brad. Yeah, but yeah, I did pretty good, us, man. How you do? Um, in my main leagues, pretty, I was, I would say 50 50. I don't know off the top of my head because I didn't count them yeah. all, but in the leagues I needed a win, I think I pretty much got one. And, right. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't, wasn't a bad week at all. Saying here is like 50 50, but the leagues that I really needed to win in, except that one t- Twitter league we in, we're not doing good. Oh my <laughs> god, bro, crazy. that shit is wild, bro. <laughs> but other than that, oh, I'm looking at just who drafted that. Off. Uh, we we dropped in a we deep league, and yeah, 
who who ain't phase out? Oh, I, thought I, I, thought about, I thought y'all was talking about the, I thought y'all was talking Ridley, about the other one we in. Ridley and Claypool ain't came through, but Trey Lance about to start playing soon, exactly. and we got Mahomes, so we got a chance. To put together some wins, man, because it's, yeah. it's getting pretty ugly over there. Right. Hey. Uh, shout out to Joey. Need two wide receivers this week. I got Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones, Robert Woods, Corlett Sutton, or Chanel. All right. So I like Boyd. Yeah, I think I like Jones. And let me see Jaguars play Tennessee. Chanel and Woods. Uh, I think I like. I, I think really? like Boyd. I like. I would Sh- like Boyd more, but you got uh, Higgins. He's practicing. He's on track to play this week. So we, I mean, we seen the first two games. Boyd is the third in line there, and they're not throwing like they were last year. So I would sit him. Um, Chenault had a great game last week. No more chart, so he's going to be involved. And then Woods, man, I think he's going to have that squeaky wheel gets the grease game, bro. You have McVay coming out saying that he wants to get him more opportunities. So that would be my two. I, I will talk about Robert Woods when I get to the um, when we get into the episode. So I'll say what I got to say about Robert Woods. For for me, I, I like between um Chanel or Marvin Jones, choose one one two, and then I I'm just not feeling Robert Woods, man. I'm not feeling that. I feel more comfortable with Sutton against he got a nice matchup with the Steelers. He should see a lot of targets if if you know, like, Bridgewater kind of hurt though. Yeah, but you know, I mean yeah, I, that's, kind of, that's kind of better for Sutton. Drew Locke throw the ball up deep for a jump man person. So it's kind of uh, better. I kind of wrote that up too. We'll get and to Tim Patrick. Right it's there. better for both of them because you, you can really go more so more so, so that's why I'm at so in order I would go. Let me see. I think Jones he gonna he gonna get peppered with a lot of targets all over the field. So I like Jones. Sutton. And then Chanel Boyd, then Woods for me. Sutton, Chanel, Jones, Boyd, just because Tyler Higgins. Um, if, if, if T. Higgins is back, Boyd lasts. If T. Higgins is not back, I like Boyd at the top of that list. Mm. All right. Hey, Joey, make sure like you I like said, subscribe. I want to say Boyd, I just, you know, yeah, I just, uh, T. Higgins is back, so. Yeah, for sure. But he's been going crazy. Uh, Brad said traded Cordell Point. Pointerson, I'm assuming Patterson for Julio and Bobby Trees. Julio didn't show up at practice today. Hey, I've been trying to tell people for as long as I could been a Falcon fan. Julio don't practice, bro. Like him not practicing was something I've never even thought about <laughs> as a Falcon fan. And now he go to a new team and everybody's surprised. I'm like, see, see, that would happen. That would yeah, you do. Yeah, but he the Falcon, I mean, sorry. He got a hamstring injury though. So hey, Julio ran a four two no, with a broken foot. I don't think they just rest. Well, what a broken foot? That's crazy. A broken foot. That is. Um, but shit. Um, who is one of the most? Di- let's everybody give one. The one of the most disappointing people for you up to week five. At this point, Allen Robinson. Good. And we took a guy money. that had fantasy success with Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, freaking um, Nick Foles, and then you finally get. I mean, Andy Don, he was struggling too, but then you get Justin Fields come, come and take over, and he's still struggling with probably the best quarterback he's had in his career, bro. And he's he, he, he chooses now to struggle, bro. So, yeah, it's, it's it's tough for Robinson, man. He had a perfect matchup last week too, and he didn't come through. So, yeah, he's definitely the biggest disappointment for me. 
Yeah, I think after last week, especially we talked about it on the start sit episode on that start sit Sunday. Like, if he doesn't do good against the Lions, you it ain't no hope for him. Well, it probably is some hope for him, but I'm not saying he's droppable, but he's definitely on the bench. Like I said, and, last and week, I heard, yeah, I and I I remember bringing. I don't know if I brought it up on the show, but I remember JJ Zacharyson um, had a show late round QB on on Twitter. He was saying how historically rookie quarterbacks. Don't can't sustain two fantasy relevant options at receiver, and with mm-hmm. Mooney out here balling like he is, bro, it, it seems like Mooney is the guy out there. With so, uh, Justin Fields is going to be the you know as 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 long as he's going to be the starter, bro. It seems like Mooney's the guy. It just seems like they have that connection over Robinson. So yeah, he had a point. He definitely had a point there. I hope so, my boy. Shout out to JJ. Who you got, Jabbar? Uh. I'm gonna just have to go with uh Marquez Callaway is gonna hold on to some type of value. I'm gonna and and Jameis because I thought Jameis was gonna do more, but they're not unlocking Jameis right now. He's throwing the ball a lot, not a lot of targets out there to be had. So I'm I'm disappointed in that in that offense as, as a whole, the whole New Orleans team. Besides Kamar been okay, but Everybody else at this point. I thought you could find other fantasy relevant players on Jameis and Marquez Callaway, but I guess not. We gotta invest I'm in a disappointed. hub for Jabbar, boy. Because I'm disappointed in your internet. <laughs> That's the most shit I'm disappointed in. This. <laughs> now you have some good points there, but I just couldn't hear you, bro. <laughs> Marquez Callaway was his uh, pick if you guys didn't hear at home. That's what it said. Bro. Oh my God, bro. Uh, We're going to bullshit. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, a disappointment. Y'all done, y'all done took a lot of the good ones. Uh, I'll pick one. It's probably not a popular pick. No, I'll pick one. Ceh, man. Let's go. Ceh. We, everybody had a lot, a lot, a lot. No, I'll go. Miles Sanders. Okay, that's Miles good. Sanders. Ceh been coming through. Ceh Bro, been you want to prepare through. for your own question? Look at it. Nope. <laughs> Off the top of the dome. That's a good. Pick. Hey, that's a great. Bro, I was prepared. Dome. I was going to say one of y'all, but yeah, Miles Sanders. That him get his floor being two carries in a, in a football a national football game is gross as a starting running back this just sucks because it's not him he actually looks good like when right. you see him running the ball he don't look washed or you know he, he like he, he looks good out there bro just they're not he's not getting opportunities that's why it's opportunity over talent for the most part when it comes to fantasy and I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, this is our 99th episode, so that means next episode, Friday, big one one, big one one, big one zero zero, hundred man. So we got a we got a special episode, couple couple good guys and gals. Maybe I don't know if it's any gals, but definitely some good guys. Pauls coming through. Um, you know what I'm saying? Show love to the session, and I'm probably gonna get me a little something to drink. So it's gonna be a great time. <laughs> um. But yeah, make sure y'all tune in seven ish around that time on Friday. Same channel, same bad time. Y'all ready to get into the episode? Yeah, I say seven ish because there's no telling when we're gonna come on. Man, make sure you click, make sure you click the reminder, it'll let you know when we're going live, though. If you subscribe to us, 
right, let's go. Let's start the game off Thursday night football. The Rams are a two-point favorite at Seattle with an over-under 54.5 points. We got Matt Stafford, the number nine QB in fantasy football, fourth in yards, second in passing touchdowns with 11 this year. The Seahawks have sacked the quarterback nine times this year, and PFF had them graded at a 70 uh, in pass grade rush, in pass rush grade. Um, seventh in fantasy points given up to the quarterback position and eight passing touchdowns given up this year. That's eighth in the NFL, so I, I feel like Matt Stafford is, of course, a great play. 19 touches for Daryl Henderson and 116 yards in his first game back um, after that rib injury. He, only, he missed the week before. What was that, week three? Uh, played the second highest number of snaps among running backs, only second to James Robinson last week coming off that rib injury. He also had at least five targets in the last two games he's played. Uh, Seattle has given up the most rushing yards this season on the ground and allowing the third most fantasy points to the running back position. We got Daryl Henderson coming in, start of the week type shit. Uh, Robert Woods <laughs> caught for <laughs> what? Nah. Robert Woods caught. If my voice sound raspy, I think I'm going down. Pause. Robert Woods sure. caught four passes for 48 um, yards and a touchdown last week. You know what I'm saying? That touchdown is what saved them. You know, Carlos speak about that squeaky wheel. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he gets the targets. Um, even though he received six targets last week, so did Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and Daryl Henderson. Um, the number two wide receiver on that team, uh, the role is not locked in for him anymore. He's only leading Higby and Jefferson by six targets uh, each. He's also third on the team in yards and tied for second on the team in touchdowns with Van Jefferson. Of course, Cooper Cup is going crazy. He's number one. We already know that. Uh, but Seattle is giving up the 11th most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So like Carlos said, if this is the week out now, if he don't do nothing this week, I feel like we got to we gotta call it what it is. Call it what it is. What you say, Gabe? What you agree, man? You see what I mean, he still has like a twenty-two percent target share. I want to say, and this is a fifty-four and a half point over/under. Yeah. So I mean, he's gonna have opportunities, bro. And McVeigh, I don't think he's. I don't think that was just coach speak, man. He knows Robert Woods has been a key part of this offense for a while now. So yeah, I think he wants to get his guy involved. Over/under nine targets. Under. <laughs> I ain't gonna. <getting> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cooper Cup is still uh, there <laughs> Shit. for sure. Cooper Cup is tied in the NFL, uh, tied for first in the NFL with 45 targets. Got 13 last week. He's a monster. Ben Jefferson, man, now seeing 12 targets in the last two weeks. Uh, we start, we have to start looking at him as a, a flexible option if he's on your bench, you know what I'm saying? Especially coming into bye week seasons. Um, that's what we would say, like next week, week six is the first week of bye week, so. Especially if he's on your waiver wire, you probably want to go pick him up for a quick um, run wide receiver replacement. 10 catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown in the last two weeks, making him the wide receiver 19, if you just count those two weeks. Um, he's playing over 60% of the snaps each game this year, so you got to roll him out there. He's still not getting in that 20% threshold in the target uh, per route run, but he's definitely, you know what I'm saying, a viable, flexible option, especially in deep leagues if you got like two, three flex positions. Uh, Tyler Higby played over seventy percent of his snaps last uh, in each game this year. He's also been targeted. The only thing he's missing in is that touchdown deodorant. Uh, Seattle's middle of the pack against t- uh, tight ends, allowing eight points a game. So him getting six targets, you can still roll him out there. I feel Russell Wilson he him in the end zone too, man. He almost had a touchdown last week, so that's a fact. Staying the course, Russ- 
Yeah, I like I like Tyler Higby. I mean, in the tight end landscape, it's not it's not too many other options. You know what I mean? Russell Wilson completed the fewest amount of passes all season with the fewest yards all season. 16 completions, 149 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that accuracy being eighth in uh, adjusted completion percentage and being uh, tied fifth for touchdowns is what makes him deadly. So when he does throw the ball, he's scoring on a lot percent of the times. I didn't do the math, but if you want to do it, you can. Uh, the fear of Pete Carroll stopping Russ from cooking is always on the horizon, uh, which is evident by two 300-yard um passing games from Russell Wilson and they both lost and then they came out um the next week and Seattle was rushing the ball more like last week they rushed the ball more than they did all season and they won so the Rams are allowing 273 yards through the air so if they do let Russell Wilson cook that'll be great but you really I think it's scary times I think we're going to start looking back at that um running game but a, a positive is not a positive but if you got a Russell Wilson owner something on the horizon <clears throat> is Chris Carson is he hurt they said he's a game time decision. So right, somebody impact us all week, man. Yeah, somebody's uh, injury. They said it's something that has been. He has like some type of condition, I want to say, and it's been pretty much been with him since he's been with the team, and uh, you know it flares up at times. And right now, it's you know it's it's flared up. So he's a game time decision, but it's it's looking bleak, bro. Because they play tomorrow, bro. So. Not practicing all I week. forgot they played tomorrow. I was, you game. know what I'm saying? When I was yeah, getting the alerts, I forgot they played tomorrow. Uh let me see. So Alex Collins. We talked we talked about we talked go. about Alex Collins. It should be on your waiver wire if he is. So hopefully y'all listened. Last week, the Rams are allowing 123 yards on the ground per game, and they have also allowed three touchdowns to the running back position on the ground. Um, so if you if you do have Alex Jones, I think you can fire him up. Uh let's see. Alex Collins. What I say? Somebody, somebody, Jones. Alex Jones is that the conspiracy guy? <laughs> <laughs> DK, <laughs> DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Metcalf now finding the end zone two weeks in a row, and Tyler Lockett not seeing the yes, end zone man. since week two. Uh, both are dealing with a little bit of a nagging injury. Uh, the Rams defense has only allowed two passing touchdowns all year to the wide receiver position. History has shown that Ramsey has had Metcalf's number. Uh, last year he held um he was held to uh, seven catches no touchdowns and under 10 fantasy points in both matchups including a four point target i mean a four target game which was a three point fantasy football performance which was a disaster around week t- it was in week 10 you know what i'm saying right when he was about to make the playoff push so uh, Ramsey playing slot but he still was playing. He was playing slot last year too. But he still covers uh, DK Metcalf. He covers the wide receiver now. You saw him. He was playing on uh, DeAndre Hopkins last week. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I'm not saying you sit him because you can't sit him. But if you like one of them guys that like really, really like like do crazy rosters and sit your studs, which I would never say do because he could always have one of them big, you know, what I'm saying 90 yard catches and then nothing matters after that. Right. So let me ask you a question. Would you start Amari Cooper, yes. uh, Deontay Johnson yes. over DK Metcalf mm-hmm. this week? Can't start all of them. <laughs> yeah. Stephon I mean, Diggs, and you got Stephon Diggs already starting in Debo Samuels. So you got two wide receiver spots, two flex spots. So you got to yeah, sit. I would start them too. I would sit DK. I would feel comfortable seeing him if I get if that's the rest of my lineup. I don't know, okay. bro. It's between DK or Cooper. 
I like Cooper. But, uh, yeah, I got I got some on that game. My bad. All right, you can continue. I just yeah, I just wonder. That's tough. Yeah, I got I got decisions. Um. Yeah, that was the end of that game for me, man. Uh, so y'all got anything yeah. else? Yeah, and it, it is kind of it is disappointing to see only you know, two games for them to go back to their old ways, man. And um, I was I was a little worried about Tyler Lockett coming into last week because he had that injury in week three, and and over the past years, like it seems like once he has like an injury, bro, like he's not the same player, bro. Like it's just certain yeah. players that can play through injuries and some that really can't play through injuries like that, bro. And Lockett's one of them, man. So. Hopefully uh, he comes back to full health, man. I don't know if he's still banged up or not, but, yeah, it's, you might see more of the same if he's still dealing with that nagging injury. Yeah, but uh, you never can <clears throat> count out that Russell Wilson and um, Tyler Lockett connection. Uh, Max, shout out to Max. Chubb or Jonathan Chubb or Jonathan Taylor, full PPR. Full PPR, you got to go Jonathan Taylor because at least he, how many targets Jonathan yeah, Taylor been getting lately? More than Chubb. More than Chubb, because Chubb got, um, like, one, I think, yeah, in the last three weeks. Just, and, and, I mean, he's still super efficient on the ground. He's still great in real life. But with Kareem Hunt getting a lot of touches, right, and, and he's playing, he's real efficient so far throughout the year. So, I mean, he's just going to, like, limit that upside of Chubb, bro. Like, he's not going to be using a passing game like that. So, you need a touchdown from Chubb to, to you know, have a, a great week from him, man. So, I will go Jonathan Taylor because he's getting more opportunities right now. Yep. Yeah. I go Jonathan Taylor. He averaging six uh, yards a carry in the last two games. He's feeling it right now. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's about his time to shine. Definitely Taylor over Chuck. Uh, on to the next game. <clears throat> on to the next game. We got the Jets at the three-and-a-half-point favorite Atlanta Falcons. Let's go rise up all the way in London. That's in uh, London. Over, over under 46 points. We got Zach Wilson, who showed a little bit of a spark last week, throwing more touchdowns than he did interceptions since the first week um, of the season. So that's always a great thing. Uh, how do you feel about him? You have, to, you, got to do, you have to do this whole game in a London accent, bro. I wish I'm not. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Ah, come on! You can barely, you can barely do the. You can barely do the American, right? Everything I do, they'd be like, "Bro, you trying to do this? You sound Jamaican." And I'm like, "Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, so, you sound Jamaican. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, but uh, Zach Wilson, man, he had one of his best games last week. Like you said, showcasing his skills inside the pocket and outside the pocket. But he has thrown at least one interception or more in each game. Even with the Falcons allowing at least 25 points per game, you're playing with fire starting him. Um, I would like to see Wilson have back-to-back decent games before I start him. <laughs> He's a desperate play with a decent matchup for sure. So you, you're in a desperate situation. He he has a great matchup. I can understand going out there. And um, he's about to go on the run playing easier defenses as well. So if he uh, had two back-to-back games, I'll be fine with starting him, streaming him with some of these decent matchups coming coming up. Uh, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman has never started. He's seen a total of 11 touches in the last two games. Justin Johnson is not a starter at the moment. He's, his playing time is decreasing. He only seen 13 touches. In the last two games, Carter has played most of the snaps in his his most of the snaps in his career last week with 51 percent 
and receiving most of the touches out of the backfield of the three. It's not much fantasy production coming from it, but it's encouraging to see the rookie getting most of the work. But this week he has uh, he's going against the Falcons, who allowed the six most fantasy points to running backs. Carter is a flex play with upside this week. Uh, moving on to uh, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowdy, Elijah Moore. With Crowder back, it's uh he was looking good last week, and um Moore is a sit until further notice. He hurt right because of that. <clears throat> of that he, uh, he cleared he cleared the concussion protocol, mm. so yeah, he should be back. I know he didn't he didn't play last week. I don't think. No, nah, he didn't play last week. But uh, with Crowder back, he was uh, Wilson's oh, yeah. favorite target last week. So it's not looking good for for Moore. He got to work his way back in, and it. You know, when Crowder was out, he wasn't looking, you know, that good. So, with Crowder back, um, he had a season debut, debut catching seven of his nine targets for 60 yards and one TD. Crowder is a start against the Falcons secondary as a flex play, uh, slash wide receiver three play. Davis is a must start. He has seen his first game last week with over 100 yards. He could do it against again against the defense, allowing 43 fantasy points to the wide receiver group. And PPR 43 to the wide receiver group, bro. That's crazy. Our defense. I, I remember like three weeks ago, Gabe was going to bat for the defense, not just like, bro, the secondary ain't there, bro. Nah, that was some ass juice what happened with that um, <laughs> Terry McLaurin shit. That shit, but at that point is what I said. Yeah, it's all right, bro. We it's just all right. Just, hey, we just out here evaluating talent at this point. We just out here just going to see who's not going to make the team next year. Yeah. Uh, anything on that game? I got anything on. The, I mean, anything on the Jets side? Uh, no, I think you nope. know Start you the wide receivers Davis already, right? Yeah, I said him must start. He had one yards last week yeah. and going against the Falcons secondary, who allowed forty three fantasy points to the wide receiver group per week. Mm. Yeah. So I like Crowder and uh, Jameis to start this week. So yep. Um, yep. on to the <laughs> Matty Ice. He played well in back to back game with two TDs, each of them, and no and no INTs. The Jets are allowing the 28 fewest points to quarterback, but that is because opposing teams get up by a lot and just run the football. Atlanta is a better passing team than rushing team, so so therefore Matt has a safe mid quarterback two to back in, um, to uh, upside this week. Um, there are better streaming options, but I don't mind going with Matt Ryan in quarterback two leagues. He just got to get his touchdowns early. Or, well, with our defense, it might be a shootout, so he should be fine. Exactly. It's going to be a good game. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Buckle in. And it's in London at night, 9 o'clock. It's probably oh, cold. It's so going to play good in the cold. Yeah, I'm so not going to have my jersey on because it's too early, so. Watch it be a good defensive game. Watch it. <laughs> uh, so yeah. next up, Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson. Davis is seeing around 62% of the backfield snaps and getting around 16 touches per game. He's better viewed as a flex play, even in a juicy matchup against the Jets, allowing the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, Cordero Patterson is seeing around 35% of the backfield snaps and around Ooh. 12 touches per game. He's been hyper-efficient in the passing work out the backfield and scoring TDs. He can't keep this up for long and should come down back to earth. Mike Davis may get the, the team. the only motherfucker that want to play for the Falcons this year. Shit. Right, right. He the only one showing up. So uh, I just feel like it's a week that um, Mike Davis 
may get the work and get the touchdown grind on the ground just because the Jets are not that good at it against a, a Russian defense, not a good Russian defense. So um, Patterson is better viewed as a play, flex play with upside, but uh, be ready for some regression. He, he has to come back to earth. He's only playing 35% of the snaps out of the backfield. We got a good we're gonna get Javar. That's the thing with him, man. If the if, 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 the, if the snap counts, if the snap counts stay the same for Patterson, bro, he's just not gonna keep scoring touchdowns like that, bro. I think he's scoring a touchdown on like every six catches. I want to say, bro, and there's just no way that's gonna continue, bro. But if they do start phasing Mike Davis out even more and give, giving Cordell Patterson more snaps and stuff, then it, it can you know <laughs> even out a little bit. But with these with these Jeez. snap counts, it's not gonna stay the same. Mike Davis, I think, is a good play this week. Yeah, that that's why. Yeah, yep. The um Jets allowing the fourth, oh, the fourth most fantasy points to running back. So that's why I like Mike Davis this week. He should get you some touchdown deodorant this week. Calvin Ridley, he's a must start. He's having around eleven targets per game, but have yet to go over hundred yards in a game and only score one touchdown. On the upside, he's seeing the volume and things should turn around soon. The Jets allow the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers, so feel comfortable finding Calvin Ridley up out there. <sighs> Man, it's 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 ugly. The, the other wide receivers beside behind him are not seeing any targets, so I don't feel comfortable right now. And you know, is, is your boy back, Gabe? I think he'll be back this week. Who cares? Right, right. Want you know how many targets he gonna see? <laughs> So, yeah, I don't feel comfortable starting no wide receiver, but Calvin Ridley at the time. Kyle Pitts, I know it's been disappointing season. It's been frustrating. He has yet to go over 100 yards, nor score a touchdown in the game. But lock in, man. Got to keep starting. He he has upside. He's uh, the seven in the lead in targets for tight ends, and he's tied for the most targets within the 10-yard line for tight ends with three. So with numbers like that, he's getting targeted, and he's getting targeted in the red zone. So uh, he's going to pop eventually. So you got to keep rolling pits out there, man, especially in this heavy passing offense. You got to keep rolling them out there. That's pretty much their most routes among tight ends as well. All right, so it's crazy uh, that they thought he was the fourth fourth overall pick. No, it's crazy. People thought he was gonna be this number one overall tight end in his rookie year. That's what's yeah, crazy. I never thought he's that. Still, I he's thought still that gonna he be just, a fucking stud, bro. He's still no. He's you still, I thought stud, you bro. should not draft a tight end in the first four picks. That's I, what I, I thought. thought. I thought I, you got to get him there. He I got to get him that much further. Look what I, Michael I, Pearson is doing out there in Dallas. That's that's cool and all, but I don't mean he's gonna have a better career. Like it, it's just game three. I mean, to me, uh, Pitts looks kind of lost out there. He just running around, but when Dropping he running, passes. It's, right? But he running around and doing this, just running around with it. He don't never have his mouthpiece in, <laughs> so he just running around Bro. like a chicken with a head cut off out there on the field. But he making, he's still making plays. So just imagine. When he get locked in to get more comfortable, he's gonna be more savvy. And bro, I just think he's gonna be a monster. Yeah, bro, he just he just running out there, just oh, run this route. He ain't even putting no swag to it. So just wait. I can't call it in the first year. Just wait till he get comfortable. I'm cool on that boy. Um, that's pretty much for the Falcons. You got you got anything on the Falcons? Nah, that's it. Fuck them. Uh, on to the next game: Green Bay <laughs> at the Cincinnati Bengals. 
the Packers three point favorited um, over under 50 points. Uh, Aaron Rodgers decided to throw all the touchdowns to not. Devontae Adams, right. uh, J- <laughs> Randall Cobb, for some reason, I guess, like to keep him happy. That was weird. Yeah, but uh, how you feel about the Packers um, this Sunday? The T hit. Yep, definitely uh, starting Aaron Rodgers. He's back to um, being a, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, like he were used to. Um, as far as, uh, of course, you're starting Adams, you're starting Aaron Jones. Um, as far as sits go, I'm sitting Robert Tanyan. Um, if you take away his <clears throat> two game where he caught a touchdown, I know it, it counts. It's, I mean, it happened, but that just goes to show how, like, like how much touchdowns help a fantasy player. Um, he's averaging one point six half PPR points on four targets a game. That is gross, bro. Even for a tight end, that is gross. Mm-hmm. Um, he had his, he did have his highest single game target total last week with seven, but he only caught two of them for eight yards. So man, he's he's just not he's not looking good, man. We expect a touchdown regression from him, but I personally thought that he was going to see more volume. I thought he was going to operate like a, that that second uh, receiving option out there, but that's just not the case. So he's a sit for me this week, and I honestly wouldn't be opposed to dropping him for someone like a Dawson Knox or Talon Conklin if he's out there, or if they're you know if those guys are out there because uh, probably don't Dawson want to two tight ends on your team anyway. Yeah, um, I can dig. As far, yeah, as, far as French players. I mean, you could probably do worse than Randall Cobb this week as long as NBS stays out. Um, many thought it would be Tanya or Lazard to step up into that number two role, but it was Rogers' longtime pal, Randall Cobb. Um, he caught five of his six targets uh, last week for a nice 69 yards and a touchdown. Nice. Um, five, then he had, so he had six targets last week, and he had five targets combined through the first three weeks. So that's going to show he is the second receiving option now that NBS is out. Um, also uh, leads the team with uh, two end zone targets. Adam doesn't have any so far, which is super weird. That's not going to stay like that for long. But right now he is leading the uh, team in end zone targets. He also saw his routes jump up to 25 last week after averaging 10 routes a game through the first three weeks. Um, his primary matchup this week will be against Mike uh, Hilton, who has a PFF grade of 60 and has allowed a catch rate of 87% so far this year. So deep leagues, he's a decent flex play, maybe like a DFS uh, dart throw. And that is all I have for the Packers. Packers is easy to research, bro. You know, you know what? Let's see. I want I want them every every week. I had them last week. It was just like start, start, start. Yeah, bro. It's just wild, bro. Um, as far as Cincinnati goes, my start. Well, I had Tyler Boyd as a start before I knew about T Higgins. So, um. Just got to take this with a grain of salt. But he is the current Bingo league, Bingo's leader in targets with 29. Caught 23 of them for 259 and a touchdown. Boy, and right? he's also been targeted. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Also yeah. been targeted on 27% of his routes and is 14th in the league in yards per route run. He does have the easiest matchup this week out of the Bingo's receivers against Sullivan, who has a PFF grade of 44 and allowed a 88% catch rate. So... Higgins with Higgins returning this week, that is going to cap his ceiling. I don't think he's because, like I said, the first two weeks he was kind of like the odd man out. So um, I I still like him as like a wide receiver three though, even with Higgins back, just because of the matchup upgrade that he's going to get this week, and he is that dependable um, target for uh, Joe Burrow. So wide receiver three this week for him. T Higgins, I also like him with him coming back. Um, so I'm 
viewing him as a low-end wide receiver too because I'm assuming that Jair Alexander is going to take on uh, Jamar Chase, and I'll talk about you know that matchup a little later on. Um, but it is a mostly – it's going to be a potential shootout with it uh, over-under being 50 points. So I like T. Higgins as a, uh, like a low-end wide receiver too this week. Uh, French players, Joe Burrow. He's fine in Superflex leagues, but it might be better options out there in one QB leagues. So through four weeks, he is 29th in pass attempts. And last year through four weeks, he was first in pass attempts. So it's a whole change of philosophy um, for him or for the whole team. Um, Some other red flags with him is the fact that he's not giving you the rushing floor that he did last year. Last year he ran, uh, or so far through four weeks, he's only rushed nine times for 13 yards and no rushing touchdowns. After rushing for uh, 37 times, 142 yards, and three touchdowns in his 11 games last year, so that just uh, just you know we we know what rushing could do for a quarterback, and he's not doing that, so it just kind of limits his uh, ceiling. Another red flag for him is he's only averaging one end zone throw a week so far. He's completed all four of them, four touchdowns, so he has been super efficient. Um, but he averaged five a game last year. So, I mean, that shit, that shit was insane what he was doing last year, bro. As a rookie starting from the first week, bro, it's yeah. insane, bro. So, I mean, I mean, he's a real – he's doing – he looks really great out there in real life, you know, as a real-life NFL quarterback. But, you know, it's just – it's not really translating to fantasy because you need – you need rushing and you need to be uh, – you need to throw the ball a lot, bro. And they're yeah, not the doing either of those. We're throwing the yeah. ball a lot. That, now, last week – you know, they did unleash him a little bit more. So I would like to see that continue, man. If that does continue, then maybe uh, he'll be an every week start. But until that happens, um, not trust him in one QB leagues, um, but two QB leagues, he is a uh, safe start. Um, you know I mean? Make yeah. me unleash the dragon. So Mixon didn't practice today. So we have to monitor practice reports. But uh, if he doesn't go, I do like Samaj P. Ryan as a flex option. Not known for superior talent or anything, but volume is king of fantasy. So um, he's going to get that if, if Mixon doesn't go. Chris Evans might get worked in, maybe maybe get, get some more of the passing snaps. But I think uh, P. Ryan will see most of that volume out there. And it's a uh, they're only three point underdogs, so it's not like a it's not they're not expecting it to be a blowout. Um, my last guy I got is Jamar Chase. Still starting him, but I would like to temper expectations this week. Um, he Doing good so far, man. He's second to only Rondell Moore in yards per route run. Caught 17 of his 25 targets for 297 yards and four touchdowns. But that touchdown deodorant has been helping him out a lot. Uh, currently the number uh, nine wide receiver in half PPR leagues, but he's tied for 20th in targets. So that just, you know, lets you know what that touchdown deodorant could do. And then he's also averaging over six points over his expected t- uh, fantasy production. And then just to, you know, add on to that, he gets the Jair Alexander treatment this week, only allowing a 58% catch rate. So I'm still starting him. I still like him as a, a good play this week, but I'm just downgrading him slightly to a wide receiver three because um, I'm tempering uh, expectations in a tough matchup. I can dig it. Boom. Dig it, dig it. Uh, shout out to Wesley. But I, I didn't even see it. This, uh, uh, Wesley. Start two. This yeah, West- Wesley Love. That's hard. It's a hard name, Pause. Start two Woods, Pittman, and A Rob. Well, we just uh, had a whole discussion go, of sitting A Rob. Pittman, Woods, and then A Rob. That, that's the order I got, man, for this week. Yeah, agree for sure. He'll be ranked. A Rob will be ranked out of my top 24 this week. 
Yeah. You don't want to drop him, man, but you got to sit him on the bench until, right. you know, he shows you that he's good now. You know, that's he's a not been good. <laughs> Make sure you uh, bench, like and subscribe. Um, on to the next game, we got the New England Patriots nine point favorites over the Houston Texans with an over under of 39 and a half points. Probably like the lowest one I've seen in a long time. Uh, the Patriots starters, we got Damian Harris, uh, even with Bold, Bold, Bolden, Bolden, or Bolden. <laughs> But let's go with bowling. <laughs> All right. Even bowling, even with bowling was targeted more last week. Harris um did run more routes um than him out the backfield, only resulting in two targets, but did catch both for 30 yards. Uh we expected it to be a dud on the ground for them last week, so I'm not really surprised that he didn't really do nothing against that Tampa Bay defense. Uh, but now he gets uh Houston, it's a perfect bounce back game for him. Uh, they're giving up the ninth most fantasy points to the running back position. So I like Damian Harris this week. Uh, Jacoby Myers saw double-digit targets. That's now back-to-back week, still on the road to trying to find the end zone. It's pretty crazy. Crazy. Uh, with he the massive a walking t- anomaly. Yeah. Sorry. With the with that massive target load, pause. Uh, he is getting no. Uh, he is no way you can sit him. You know what I mean? Um, Hopefully he gets a touchdown this week. The Texans are surprisingly allowing the seventh fewest points to the wide receiver position, but that could be just because they funnel all the um, the action to the running game. Uh, they only gave up two touchdowns all year to the wide receiver position, so that is uh, something to be on alert about. But if he gets double digit targets, you got to keep rolling him out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that, I don't think I don't, I don't think it's a week for him. His eight out is nine, even though he get that volume, but his eight out is nine. You know, it's, what's, it's, but what's what's Mac Jones a dot? That's the question. Probably not too much. Too much. When, right, Mac no, Jones. So if, it's not too, if it's not, if it's not too much, oh, oh, Mac Jones that's what ball to. Five point five. So, um, right. So we thought. <laughs> so we thought the Meyer, We thought Jacoby Myers is uh, around nine nine yards, and I think Jacoby get under ten targets this week with with you know the game matchup play with them just getting up. So I, I don't know. I just don't. He already he already just a flex play, and if he's not gonna get that, if the matchup don't work well for him, I just think it maybe so many targets without a touchdown. I will bet every single week until he scores a touchdown that this is gonna be the week that he scores a touchdown, bro. Mm. It's just, bro. It's it's, it's going to happen time. eventually, bro. So I'm I'm I'll be wrong until it happens, bro. Because all right, yeah, so there's no way he's on my bench, bro. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No bro. way he's on my bench. Okay. Uh, other starts I got Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith both saw six targets last week and the end zone uh, both top 15 in targets amongst tight ends Houston's giving up the second most points to the tight end position and allowed three touchdowns to the tight end position this year so I think he's cool to go ahead and roll out there a couple fringe starts I got my boy Brandon Bolin uh, second <laughs> <laughs> he's um in his second week getting work with james white being out saw six targets and now 10 targets in the last two weeks uh the targets make him a flexible option uh but the game script may not require him to be thrown to as much just because they're gonna run the ball on the ground so mm-hmm. he's a fringe possibility if you're just in a rough spot hopefully you get some targets uh kendrick Bourne, uh now with the same amount of targets as nelson aguilar 
13 in the last two weeks, only been targeted on 14% of his routes run, and he will see Desmond King in coverage, uh, but he is currently allowing a 78% catch rate, and volume is always key here. Um, so if he's getting those, what, seven targets a week, I feel like you can feel comfortable rolling him out there. Nelson Aguilar, I just never I want to like start him. Nelson Aguilar, so I don't like him. I don't like none of the wide receivers, except Myers I can dig. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see nowhere where I, where I would start boring. This week. It, it just looked. I mean, when I was looking over, it see, just, even with I mean, the tight ends, I don't. Need, they 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 had yet to see seven targets or go fifty yards in the game. I mean, you could try it this week. They got a juicy matchup, but I just I just don't like their situation, bro. Uh, on the uh, Houston fringe starter, we got. Brandon Cook um, continues his uh, at least seven targets in each game streak going against the Patriots defense with a pool quarterback. I mean, it's just horrible. I can't believe I thought he was going to be good. This could be the week to pivot from Cooks, in my opinion. Um, well, I, th- I think he provide a safe floor. Damn, motherfucker, let me finish how wild. <laughs> I, I thought it was a question. The way he said, he said, is this the week to pivot? I like, no, oh. I ain't say no if. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. But yeah, man, I think this <laughs> might be the week to pivot from Brandon Cooks. Uh, if you must start him, uh, the volume is what you depend on there. Like we always say, volume is key. Uh, Jalen Mills will be in coverage most of the day, but he's only and he's only allowing a fifty percent catch rate. And y'all know how I feel about top options, top catching options, or top best play on the team options going to play in New England. So. Um, yeah, now what you say about Brandon Cooks? Uh, I was just going to say, he, I feel like Brandon Cooks has a safe floor, but no upside, decent flex play. Um, like you said, if you got somebody else who has higher ceiling this week, I can I can dig it, but uh, I, Brandon Cooks should still have a safe floor, 9 to 10 points at least. But I just thought of the funniest shit ever. Javar wanted to get that off because Javar fucked up the games this week. So he was like, let me get my shit off. Nah, for real. Nah, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And it's like he said, is, Brand- is this the week you don't, you do not start Brandon Cooks? I thought it was a question. I'm like, oh, my bad, bro. I said this could be. Um, anyway, um, Houston sits. Everybody else wearing a Houston jersey. Um on yep. to the next game. We got the hold on. Let me answer a question. Shout out to Matthew. I ain't gonna say your last name because I butcher names, bro. But make sure you like and subscribe. Uh Trey Gibson and Sutton for Chubb and full PPR. Is that a good idea? I don't like it, bro. Uh, I don't like it. Not full PPR. Because in full PPR, Gibson, Gibson and Chubb is like pretty much the same thing. Oh, and then you're just yeah, giving yeah. away Sutton. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's sudden shit leading targets. Judy gonna need some time to catch up. You know, sudden shit turn around for you. Yeah, I like it. Facts though. Uh, On to the next game, we got the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars with an over under of 48 points and a uh, 48 and a half points. Hold on, let me answer this question. Shout out to Lark. Uh, pick three starters PPR Lamb, Debo, Lockett, Brown, Marvin Jones. Devin, I mean, Devonta Smith and Emmanuel Sanders. Motherfuckers be having great teams. Hey, make sure you like and subscribe if you ain't already like to subscribe. I, I, I know I'll top. Ahead. Lamb and Debo for sure. I'll top. They're going to sure. order. No, yeah. not this week. Uh, I, I think I, I, would, think move, I would switch Brown. The only thing I would switch is right, Brown right. Rocket. Right. I was about to say, yeah, Lamb, Antonio Debo. Brown? Brown. Is that Antonio Brown or I'm thinking Hollywood Brown? Brown. 
Right. I don't hey, know if that like... Holly... right. If it's Hollywood, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Hollywood. What you what is yeah. it? Uh he said, yeah, flex is tough. What is that? Is that Hollywood or Antonio Brown? But either way it go, if it's not Antonio, if it's Antonio Brown, then I'm going Debo. Yeah, and it's it's in order. Marquise. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, li- I oh, like Marquise, it, yeah. I would like it. So Lamb, Debo, Marquise. That's your three right there. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, man. Appreciate that. Um like, subscribe. Yeah, we, got- we got you. Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars over under 48 and a half points. Um, we got last week, Tennessee Titans basically having nobody out there to throw the ball to. Um, Derrick Henry still got his Derrick Henry yard, so that's always going to be there. Uh, what, what's the status on the wide receivers out there? Uh, A.J. Brown practicing. I don't know about A.J. Brown Julio. came back to practice. Julio missed practice. So, yeah. I'm still – I mean, if I had to say – it. Like say what I if they thought they were play today, I would I would say no again. Cause hamstring injuries, man, they ain't no joke for anybody, but especially receivers, man. So I that think they will err on the side of cautions, but they lost to the Jets last week without them. So I think they might <laughs> they might be like, nah, that's what I'm saying. Gotta come back, bro. So somebody yeah. they gotta have somebody to throw the ball to. And and the Jaguars, uh, they're a pretty good team to for the wide receiver to have. So it would be a pretty disgusting thing if the wide receivers weren't there. Let me see how many points they're giving up. Uh, who are they playing again? Oh, yeah, playing the Jaguars. Titans are yeah, playing Jaguars. Jaguars. You just said it, so <laughs> just hey, hey, boy, I'll be on the sticky icky. They're giving up uh 23.2 yards a game. Um, I mean, 23.2 points a game. So, I mean, it's an okay matchup. Uh, if AJ Tanny. Brown does come back, uh, Tanny, I don't, I don't think I, I don't oh, that's just what y'all talking about. Oh, if yeah. the wide receivers come back, I like Tanny, but if they not, I don't think you can trust Tanny right there, uh-uh. right? What so, yeah, yeah, so uh, star AJ Brown, if you're coming back, I, I think it's a long shot for Julio, uh, Chester Rogers, he had a, a decent game with uh, all the guys out, he caught nope. uh, five of his six passes for, um. For 63 yards and his uh yards per catch was around 13. So um if if nope. if you're in a, a pinch, I don't mind him. Other than that, you just start Derrick Henry and not Tannehill. So Derrick Henry is really the only person you starting on this team at the moment. On the other side of the ball, we saw your boy Trevor Lawrence come back and have a pretty cool game last week. Um James Robinson's taking over that backfield, you know, getting that running back one type workload again. He, he played the most number of the most. Yeah, I think he's either the most number or most percentage of snaps uh, last week at the running back position. Um, what you call it? So, hurt? Oh, he's set, right? High set. Yeah. yeah. So you got to pay attention back. to the practice right. reports because it might might be capped a little bit if he does come back. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that it's not going to use him. So, right. but this is, even that even that week before when when Hyde was in the game, you know what I'm saying? They still was like they I feel yeah, like yeah, something clicked yeah. and it was James like Robinson James was like 59% of the snaps or some shit that week. Yeah. But he was efficient had. though. And that's why he was, but over. he ain't going to do that every week though. He, his yeah. his value last game for him playing and all he got, snaps, bro. He got a touchdown and he had six targets and caught six of them that that uh week, so I, I think James Robinson is a uh, uh, you gotta have starting him, him somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he's starting him in your flex for somewhere. He, he's putting up some production and he's getting in the end zone. 
So he's going to be startable. Without Chark out now, I think, I mean, this going to be the week to see it, but I think Marvin Jones and Chenault, they some decent next option too. Shark is gone. There's nobody else to fight over targets. The tight ends barely get targets, but uh, I think these are two guys that um, that value about to rise over the next couple of weeks. And Tennessee is allowing the most points to receivers. Mm -hmm. So you're starting both of them with confidence this week. And Trevor Lawrence, he showed. I mean, he, they, that was great to see him. What he did last last week, bro. He was rushing out there. He was out there making plays, bro. So um, I, I'm glad to see that they finally let him run more. And I hope that continues this week because he just looks like a rushing player upside. out there. Right. Yeah, the last. So uh, the um, he ran six times against Arizona and ran eight times against Cincinnati. He keep that up and just get if he last week he didn't get no touch he got one rushing touchdown so if he keep that rushing floor up and get two touchdowns per game we talking a weekly starter but hey, uh man keep your head up out there Irvin Byron don't let them boys do you like that bro right, he did it to <laughs> himself he did it to himself shout out my <laughs> man that guy shout out my man I seen a tweet somebody was like. Uh, Urban Meyer was definitely drinking brown liquor. That is brown liquor behavior. Bro. <laughs> I was like, these fucks are wild, bro, bro. If you cannot go to the bar and have a young mistress, you know, gyrate ever so softly in front I of you, it not was on the you. Point of that, he did that after not flying home with the team. Which, bruh, we just lost. Been Y'all made me mad. Who gives he a said, fuck? I You're a millionaire, space. bro. You're brought I in. Space. Motherfucking turn the franchise around, bro. I, I hear that needed. Shit. Space. Space. Nah, fuck that. Right. You, have a lot of a space. Young... you have a lot of space in a minute if you keep that shit up. He okay. said he I don't need a young Tenderoni. Nah, bro. He said he, he, he went fly home with the team because he was uh hanging with family. We see what family. <laughs> <laughs> where you from? Ba- where you from Alabama? What you mean? <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, hey man. Man. Bro. Hey, you stand back with family. Hey, bro. I'm just hey, trying to make sure everything yeah. good at the crib, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, I hope he turned it around, man. I hope he turned it around. Rabbit, did y'all hear the story though, bro? Where he like he they said at first he didn't address the whole team as a whole. He he was addressing like certain position groups, and he told he, like, I don't know what position group it was, but like he talked to him, bro, and he said they said right when he left, bro, like the locker room just erupted in laughter, bro. Like <laughs> they knew he was on some bullshit, pretty much. Like, bro, bro you know what time shit, it bro. is, bro. You, you seen that you know picture? Time Shaq, looking at him, Shaq, right behind him. You looking at a mad the D line right behind yeah. you. You looking at a man like good night, bro. Uh, all right, all right. Shout out Kevin. Uh, drop Miles Gaskins for JD McKissick. Oh my God, is that what Miles Gaskins is now? Are we there yet? It's, Not yet. Not let me yet. see. You just got a hole, bro. Unfortunately, yeah, look like I mean, I mean, what the fuck, bro? You, you I see if Michael <laughs> Brown or or Ackman was doing something, but they're not doing yeah, shit out so there, bro. Weird. The fuck, bro? Like, it's the, it's no reason why he shouldn't. Wow. Be this, he got twenty three percent of the uh, back. Shit was, Michael Brown got the start. That shit was. I was like, bro, what? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So, um, hold on one more week, man. Oh no, man, I might. They about to get a wire. They about to get a running back. Uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's ugly. Wow. Both these situations ugly, but I just don't. You just gonna have weeks when you not gonna know when to start McKissick unless definitely can't start. Yeah, definitely can't start Gaskin though. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make sure you like and subscribe, homie. Um, one more from my boy Lark. Uh, we got another pick one, Alex Collins. Oh, uh-huh. 
Uh, um, that's about my uh, Samaj JP Ryan or Jeremy McNichols. Well, not Jeremy McNichols. Uh, I think he's talking about more like a, a stash. Who would you rather stash? I'm, I'm going to assume. Oh, is it starting or picking? Oh, I want um, I'm, I'm, Collins and P Ryan right I'm, now. Not yet. Yeah, I like it in order. Order. probably be Collins. Yeah, um, I like it in the order you because he, he he has some. He slick has standalone value. He was. Pretty much like last week was pretty much an even split. Right. And even before yeah. then, he was getting worked in, like, you know, throughout more than these other guys have been. So I, yeah, I would go Alex Collins and then P. Ryan with, without mixing practicing and then McNichols. Yeah, I agree. Same. Uh, I had this written up, but I didn't say it because Chris Carson got hurt. Um, but I think he is officially split in the backfield with Collins. He's now played less than 50% of the snaps in back-to-back weeks. And in week four, he only had more rushes than Collins who vultured the touchdown. And we all know Collins getting the targets. Um, let's see. But are we done with that game? Mm, yeah, we, we, yeah, we had. Nichols won you last week there. What, what, what kind of matchup was that? But they had what, no other options. Nichols had. He got a touchdown, mm. I want to say. Yeah, he got a touchdown deodorant. Yeah. Uh, he uh, had, uh, he had, <laughs> he had, wow, he had 12 targets. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, nobody else to throw oh, to nice out there, bro. That's just crazy. Yeah, and they might. Not, so that's some. That's something to look forward to if they. He he only be multiple for right. Yeah. He only be able to be used this week. So uh, yeah, if if the wide receivers are missing again, I can definitely see. Uh, Real range. I still like Collins, then McNichols, then I still like the same order. No, for this week, do I like this this week? Yeah, I think I still like the same order. So my J should get all the carries if Mixon is out. But but if it's this week, though, one thing I will say is, do you trust Collins on a Thursday night? You know, what I'm saying that's something to think about. Yeah, he already get fifty percent of the he already get fifty percent of the rushes, and he looked decent getting them. I do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Denver Broncos at the Steelers. Steelers one point favorite. Um, over under forty points. Teddy Bridgewater dealing with a little bit of injury situation right now. Um, how you feel about Denver Broncos and the Steelers? The Steelers is so trash for still starting Ben Roethlisberger. Know, it's really bro. unbelievable. Yeah, Big Ben, bro. Yeah, he, he's he's. He can, so you know, I don't even call him Big Ben no more, bro. bro, bro they, just think about it. They want he little Ben. Back. They wanted him back, bro. <laughs> I was like, Ben, come back. <laughs> exactly. They had a chance to get rid of him, bro. But Hashtag um, start Dwayne Haskins, And bro. then they will start talking about extending him. Like, this is... <laughs> what is going on, right, bro? My bad. My bad. Go ahead. Speaking of Big Ben, um, yeah, you're not starting him, bro. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't had a game scoring over 13.2 um, points so far. And he had a season low of eight last week. And add to the fact that Denver has also been lights out against quarterbacks, allowing the second fewest points to the position. So he's a sit even in Superflex League. I would start a position player over him. Um, as far as the other guys go, of course, you're starting Najee Harris, uh, target monster out there. Deontay Johnson, man, he, came, he returned from injury last week, and he just slid right back into that target hog that he was, man. Uh, you remember last, last coming into this year, one of the main factors against Deontay was his drops. Well, according to PFF, through three games, he has 35 targets and zero drops. So You see right there, Jabbar, how Carlos asked the question, but he didn't really ask the question. Like, he answered it himself. It was a rhetorical question. His, was a, his was tone like, yeah, was different, question. though. You, you gave a pause. Question. He was like, huh, is this the week to sit, Cooks? 
Like, you took a whole breath. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't I even get the words out of my mouth. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so he's just, the, he's just the latest example that drops shouldn't be a major factor in determining, in determining their value, man. He's a stud, bro. 31% target share. And he is the number nine receiver and have um, PPR points per game with 15.6. Denver is middle of the road against receivers, but I, I would feel comfortable starting Deontay as a, at least a top 15 play, even if it was a bad matchup. So he's a uh, smash start this week. Chase Claypool, um, he's seen at least nine targets in two out of his three starts so far. Has a 22% target share, but he's only wide receiver 38 in points per game. Volume is great for him. He just hasn't had any touchdown. Um, so you know that without that touchdown deodorant, his uh fantasy production yes, does sir. seem a bit disappointing. Um, you yeah. know, for everybody rostering him without Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um he's also the downfield stretcher. So with Big Ben struggling this year, like his arm is shot, bro. That may be another factor as to why he's struggling. So he might not see a lot of blow up games this year. Um, you know, we probably just gotta adjust our expectations for Claypool. But with the 22% target share, I think the touchdowns will come. So I'm fine starting as a like a middling wide receiver three this week. And I am sitting Juju scored seven or less points in all but one game so far. And his only double-digit point game came in week two when he had a rushing touchdown. So that's not going to happen every week. Um, 16% target share so far sucks. And he's only averaging 32 receiving yards a game. Um Low eight out of six point seven, which is not yeah. unusual since he's a you know he plays out of the slot. Problem is he's not doing anything after the catch, so his ceiling is just super low. Um, Working unless you're in a full PPR league, which I was still kind of like be iffy on starting him. But any other format, I'm, I'm sitting Juju this week. And sure. Pat Firemuth, he's still just a stash. Um, Ebron is, I guess they trust him more blocking out there because you know he's not. He's, he he's still needs split. every but little thing he can get. Um, exactly. and shout out to you, Wesley, bro. We had answered your question, but I guess you had went away. Um, make sure you like and subscribe. We do a little notification so you get the next one. Uh, but I think we went. What did we go? No, he added he added, uh, added his D H Pittman, Woods, and Robinson for me. Yeah, it's just the same, but add C E H. Yeah, in the front. I need sure. I need a wide receiver two and a flex. Oh, yeah. so. Yeah, so C A. Yeah, and the two wide receivers we are. So one receiver, one receiver, and then a flex player. Yep, C H and Pittman, the top two players. Yep. So you like Pittman over Woods? I like Pittman over Woods. He's seeing Woods C H. Pittman's been like eleven targets in the last two games, and uh, let me see how many yards he done had. We're going against Baltimore Monday Night Football. Not trusting it. Yeah, yeah, I like Pittman. He done seen 12 targets uh, against Tennessee, eight targets against Miami, and had at least 60 yards in both. So that's like a good – that's a that's a walking 10 points with upside. Hey, if, if that's the miracle you waiting on, Michael Pittman with a no ankles Chris Carson, I can't do it. He did um, it last year with no ankles Chris Carson and getting the guarded by uh, – what's the top corner out there in Miami? But exactly. I'm talking about that, they don't have that pass rush that Baltimore about to bring to him. Uh, Shout out to Clamp Easy. I don't know that. Uh, Clamp Easy, yeah. Yeah, make sure you subscribe, bro, and give a like. Uh, who should I, my RB1 and RB2 this week, Jonathan Taylor, Daryl Henderson, Swift, Damian Williams. Damn. He's like all of them. You got some uh, positions uh, out there. Uh, Henderson got a gravy matchup for sure. 
for sure. Like Henderson. Right. Jonathan Taylor has been coming on lately. Baltimore is not best against the run. So I like I like Taylor and Henderson for me. Let me see who Detroit. Bro, I gotta find a place to I gotta find somewhere to put Swift on the field. Yeah. Right, you got to, right. but it's just you have your weeks when you find Swift or not. Uh I, I just think Henderson and Taylor, they're gonna for sure have 15 points or more. I'm going Taylor and Swift, man. I can't I'm going Swift, Swift, bro. Yeah. I'm going Taylor. Too many I'm, targets no. out the backfield. That was a weird week last week. He, yeah. After a week, they say he's gonna be featured more. They say, "Ha, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha." So uh, maybe, maybe he meant this week he'll do that. So I, I'm going Swift and uh, Taylor. Yeah, I like it. Um, oh, who we got? We got one more question. We got some more. Yeah, we got a couple. Uh, nope, we still got. Clap. I still didn't do Denver yet. No, no, he's talking oh, about the questions. Got a questions. Clap nuts. Uh, make sure you subscribe. If I package Swift and Robert Woods in a trade, would you? What could I get back? Would it be worth it or just hold both? So would, you, you could probably get some if you, you just got to find a team that needs like a running back. If somebody yeah. needs a running back, they'll be more prone and, and be higher on Swift yeah. than what you are, and then you be you should be able to get something back you like. But with Swift in the PPR league, you should be able to get something. I would think you can. I you don't even have to package. Like I wouldn't yeah. even package Swift. I feel like Swift. I should be able to one for one you with one of your best wide receivers, whichever yeah. one you like less. Yeah, it depends. In the, in the what redraft you league, so, like maybe because I when I see a when I see a package like that, I'm thinking he's trying to upgrade somewhere. So. If you're trying to upgrade that running back, maybe go for like an Eckler or uh Yeah, one that's probably the, same, the guy I would go for. Yeah, but Aaron Eckler Jones. Match is just is higher. It right. showed yeah. and his, his ceiling matches is uh Swift. Um receiver wise, you know, Terry Kill, Devontae uh, Adams. I, I, take I would shoot for the moon for that for yeah. studs, bro. Like you never know what you yeah. can get. I'm just saying who who he should be tar- targeting. If you but can't yeah, get somebody, a top three player at the position that you're trying to upgrade, then I would just hold him. Yes, somebody somebody need that on a team, especially everybody team is not packed. I mean, yeah, everybody team is not stacked out. So yeah, you can get some. Right, last last one we got Leisha Core. Should I trade CD Gibson for Debo? Wait, wait, nope, nope. In a full PPR league, um, I have a lot of you can't start it. What you can't start CD and Gibson, what's the problem? Because I think he has Kamar, (laughs) JT Hopkins, Evans, and DK. No, I wouldn't do that. Now, CD is a top 10 balling. Straight balling this year, bro. A lot of targets. He ain't ain't doing been doing that much more than CD, though. In the last year. He he's he's is two of his long touchdown plays were on blown coverages, so that's why you can't yep. you know focus too much on the box score, man. You got to look at everything else too. So, and then CD is a stud, bro. Like he had one week where they played the Eagles and they didn't need to pass like that. And last week was pretty much his only bad game, but he still had a like a twenty three percent target share. They just didn't throw it like that. Like they've been really good on the ground. So, um, better days are ahead for CD. And then Gibson, you know, he's a stud. So yeah. I am uh, keeping that. Keeping yeah, that you, package. You don't need that trade, bro. You you do not need that trade. Join the session. All right, so we got you. You go ahead and finish your pop. Uh, on to Denver. Um, starts for me, Cortland Sutton. He has been pretty quiet since blowing up in week two, averaging six point two half PPR points since that game. Um, the good news is he's still the clear number one option out there. He leads the receivers in targets, yards, and routes. 
And the Steelers are a bit of a funnel defense. They are tough to run against, but they're allowing the six most points to receivers. So um, I will feel better if uh, – I, I, I don't know. I think Sutton owners would feel better if Bridgewater does take the week off because um, Lot throws those yellow passes and he had his breakout year, you know, in the season where Locke was getting this, you know, got most of the starts out there. So um, either way, though, I think Sutton is a solid wide receiver play this week. Mm-hmm. Noah Fant is also a start for me, tied for 11th in routes rung among tight ends. He's targeted on 23% of his routes, which is the second highest. Six among tight ends in targets, and he's averaging 9.2 half PPR points per league or per, points per week. I'm sorry. Um, he does have a tough matchup this week with the Steelers mm-hmm. allowing the 11th fewest points to tight ends. But with him being second on the team in targets, I'm still viewing him as a uh, top six, seven tight end this week. Um, I, for him, I would rather have uh, Teddy Bridgewater. But either way, uh, temper expectation because it is a pretty tough matchup. And it's only a 40-point over-under, so it's not going to be too many points being scored. Um, if he does start, um, Teddy Bridgewater is a fringe play for me this week. Um, he has a safe floor. He's been solid in real life, but he just doesn't have too much upside as a fantasy uh, QB. Not counting last week where he only played a half. He only has one end zone throw still to um, through three weeks, um, and his average 11 yards on the ground. So um, not giving that rushing upside, not really going to the end zone like that. So, um He's a French player. As a QB2 in Superflex, I'm fine, but uh, I don't think you need to start him in one QB leagues. So uh, that's how I feel about him. And then Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, both middling plays this week. Uh, tough matchup against the Steelers. They're allowing the six fewest points, two running backs. Through four weeks, um, here are their splits. Gordon's averaging 15 opportunities a game, 84 scrimmage yards, two end zone carries, and two touchdowns. Williams is averaging 14 opportunities a game, 59 scrimmage yards, three end zone carries, and a, one touchdown. So, like, this is probably the most 50-50 split in all of the league right now, and it's a low over-under, so you just got to temper expectation for them. Um, if, you know, if one of them went down or something like that, and I wish injury, but if it did happen, they would be every week plays, man. But as long as um, they're splitting like this, it's going to be, like, flex plays. Um, I still, I'm still going to hold – hold to my uh, theory that Javante is going to take over as the season goes on. Analytics-wise, he's crushing them. More missed tackles for us, higher elusive, racing, higher elusive rating, but none of that matters until he takes over the backfield. I just wanted to point that out again. So uh, he is uh, – they're both fringe flex plays this week for me. Tim Patrick finally came back down to earth, averaging – or he scored 5.4 points last week after averaging double-digit points during the first three weeks. Bridgewater leaving the game early could have something to do with that. I think that, you know, he's kind of more like we said when Judy went down that Tim Patrick probably benefited the most because he's more of that route runner guy. Um, so if he – Bridgewater sits, I wouldn't I, – I probably would just go ahead and sit him if Bridgewater sit, uh, doesn't play this week. Um, have more of a uh, decision to make if he does start. Um, he is third on the team. And third option on a, in the passing game, if you include Fant, and they don't throw that much. So really just depends on your other options out there, man. Um, I don't think he will sink you if you start him as a flex, but you might have some guys with a higher upside this week. So you just got to decide what, you know, your other options out there. I can dig it. And uh, that's all I got. Me too. Uh, Lark, um, shout out to you for rocking with us for the show, bro. Uh, thoughts on Lamb for Hunt? No. Or 
Devontae Smith for Gordon. I think, like Carlos said, I feel like, like Gordon is. Uh, <clears throat> it's not like you need to run back. Yeah. Yep. I would I mean, Smith not, for I, Hunt. I, I like Smith for Hunt more than can, I like. Yeah, you can, if you could do Devontae Smith for Hunt, I would be yeah. like way uh, easily do that. Yeah, but yeah. either of the other ones, man, I'm keeping them, man. There's no way Lamb for Hunt. No way. If I'm trading Lamb, I need a, a running back one back. Some yeah, yep, somewhere around there. Back. If I'm trading Lamb, the back that back ten running back somewhere around there. I need a running back. I got some many wide receivers. Yeah, you just got to figure out. You don't want you giving away a lot of value with that Lamb for Hunt for sure, man. I yeah, know. If you trade a Lamb, you got to shoot higher. Right. Mm-hmm. You could trade Lamb, but just get a better running back. Right. Yeah, exactly. uh, uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What game we on? This is the last game, right? Two more. Cleveland and Chargers. All right. So we got the Cleveland Browns one point favorite at the Los Angeles Chargers with an over under of 48 and a half points. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, he's just not, he does just doesn't have to throw the ball that much. And we already knew that coming into this year. Um, but it's, it got a little bit more scary last week when he threw for under 200 yards, only completed 15 passes. Uh, he misses a lot of. He missed a touchdown throw to OBJ on the on the side where he was open. Yeah, I know. I, I saw the one where he was on the on the. Yeah. He was like running wide open. So that that's disheartening for the OBJ troopers out there. Uh, the problem is he will always be dependent on the run game, so he just would never be good for fantasy football. Uh, he's only thrown two touchdowns in one game over 250 passing yards this year. Chargers are allowing the four fewest fantasy points and a top five pass rushing defense. Um, so you definitely have to go ahead and sit Baker Mayfield. Um, Hold on. Uh, I, I, you like that one better? I like that one better. I mean, I, I still think, you know, he's still going to be in the 50-50 split for a while, but hopefully at the end of the season he'll take over. He got more upside than Melvin Gordon. I do like that one better, but – just remember, bro. You have you said you have a lot of receivers, man. You only need to start two running backs, bro. So if you could, yep. if it's a start three receiver league and a flex, you know you, you can start four receivers and, and it's okay with your running back being a weak spot if you have stud receivers like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like that one best. You know that's like the best one. That's the one I would take over all the other ones you asked, asked us. So I wouldn't force it. But no. you don't have to trade just because you don't have a lot of running backs, man. You only need to start two of them. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Hunt now finding the end zone on back-to-back weeks, leaving Chubb out on both weeks. Chubb still has at least 20 touches in those games, only one target through the last two weeks. Chubb's ceiling is always going to be capped because he doesn't get targets. And if he doesn't see the end zone, his numbers just to be off, even though he does get the 20 touches or 20 rushes for 80 yards or whatever it might be. Um, he just needs to get into the end zone. Um Chargers are the middle of the pack in rushing defense, allowing the 16th most fancy points to the running back position. They have allowed two 100-yard rushers this year, um, but only but but only allowed a running back to reach the end zone three times this year. That's on the bottom half of the NFL. Um, so, of course, we roll Hunt and Chubb out there both. I mean, hopefully Chubb mm-hmm. finds the end zone. It's disheartening, man, for a man to get that many touches, not get into the end zone. OBJ now um, – Back, you know what I'm saying, off the injury, 16 targets in two games, caught seven of them for 104 yards, uh, no touchdowns. But like we mentioned, you know what I'm saying, he was missed on a couple. Carlos said three. 
Um, I admit, um, the volume has been there, and that's what you wanted to see from uh for OBJ Troopers. All another week with Jarvis Landry being out. The Chargers are second in the league in fantasy points allowed to the one wide receiver position. Um, we're depending on the volume here, and hopefully he gets that positive progression and, and ends up in the end zone. Uh, he's received rookie Asante Samuel Jr. in coverage. He's allowing a 63% catch rate. It's pretty much all Baker has to throw to out there besides Kareem Hunt. So you got to roll OBJ out there as one of those back-end yeah. wide receiver uh, twos. You know what I'm saying? Wide receiver three if you get into that. He, he should be a wide receiver three on your team where you're drafting him. So, yeah, I like OBJ as a wide receiver three. The Browns tight end, although Hooper finished with five targets last week, he only bought – um, he only caught one. Baker has showed us um, that he can make the tight end reliable. No, but the Chargers right. are allowing the fourth most points to the tight end position. Um, I just couldn't depend on those guys. So they're, they're both friend starts for me. Or Austin Hooper is a friend start for me because he could just find the end zone. If you chase him touchdown, you chase him points, I, I, will, I, I could see, especially if the tight end landscape is like real bare out there. Um, I could see that. Oh, uh, I don't like it. I feel like I mean, how you feel. I don't like it, bro. Getting what he done seen three targets in, in two games and five, five. in two games, mm-hmm. and he and he only caught what? So what? That's that's sixteen targets, and he only caught eleven of them. They died around nine. Hey, I mean, Carter said sixteen like targets that. and only caught eleven of them. He almost talked himself out of that shit because he. I mean, said, but oh, he ain't doing nothing. He wouldn't like catch five. <laughs> As far as two is still in his 10. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think he can do better. Um, On the other side of the ball, we got Justin Herbert. Continued that hot streak now. Seven touchdowns in the last two weeks. Uh, fifth in adjusted completion percentage. Tied for second in end zone passing attempts. And scoring a touchdown on 3.7% of his pa- of his end zone passes. Start um, The seventh in um the league. The Browns are allowing the 11th fewest points to the uh, quarterback position and have the fourth graded pass rush according to PFF. So that is something to um, monitor. But Herbert is completing a 68% completion clip when blitzed. So there shouldn't be a problem with that deadly accuracy that he got in that powerful arm. Uh, Austin Eckler, like Carlos mentioned, is going crazy. The number two quarterback in half PPR leagues. Running back, running back, running back, running back. The Browns are allowing the second fewest fantasy points to the running back position, however, and the fifth fewest receptions to the running backs. Um, they have only allowed one touchdown to the running back position, so you're really just hoping that he um, – the volume here. You're going to start off because you start your studs. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mike Williams with his first disappointing day, only four targets last week, catching one of them for 11 yards mm-hmm. against a rookie for most of the day too, like a fourth string. That was so weird, bro. Uh, he missed them. He missed two cornerbacks. Their top two cornerbacks are down. And yeah, mm-hmm. he did miss them. He missed them on two deep, deep targets. Right. But that's not what Mike Williams is anymore this year, bro. Like we, right. we mm-hmm. want to see them intermediate passes, bro. So they had to do something, bro. They did something against Mike Williams, bro. Well, really to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was pretty disappointed too. But yeah. they did whatever they did worked, bro. Because them guys were not involved like that, bro. So, but I mean, I'm, not, I'm throwing it out. I'm not. I'm not worried yeah. about either of them. Right, you got to roll over the punches down. and roll them back out there. Um, Keenan Allen, like you said, he he saw his normal 11, you know what I'm saying, normal double-digit target share, double-digit double digit targets. He only had 36 yards and no touchdowns, though. So 
that's pretty gross. He only had one touchdown all year. So we're hoping that Keenan Allen finds the end zone. It seems like Mike Williams, you know what I'm saying? Well, we were begging for him to find it. Now you're taking Keenan Allen's space. So hopefully they don't butcher each other. But Allen is running 63% of his um, routes from the slot this year. And he will be facing Troy Hill in coverage, who is average, who is at 72 grade by PFF and is only. Oh, is that me? Might need, that, might, that might, need to get, might need to get Gabe a hub too. But Gabe got a tusk loose. <laughs> everybody in there fucking other day. Yeah. What, what game? Look at him. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you now. Oh uh, damn! What's the last thing I said? Some about. Uh, I think you still on like Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Start Keenan Allen. He froze again. That face is. <laughs> Bro, we're gonna let Gabe come back. Is it anybody else on that team? Jared Cook. Jared Cook is a. I would start him over Hooper. Yeah, I um, definitely start Jared yeah, Cook over yeah, Hooper. For sure. I feel more comfortable. He in a better. He got a better quarterback and and a system that pass a little bit more. So yeah. Uh, but I was just saying, I think it'll be a rough day for the wide receivers out there. I still starting both of them, but it'll be a rough day against that Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, Reed Williams on the outside is the top three cornerback according to PFF. So that's who Mike Woods would be seeing a lot of that day. So, you know, just temper your expectations. It could be back-to-back weeks where you might be disappointed if they don't get into the end zone. I hope not. I need him. I need him. Face says. Uh, shit, that's the end of the show. We've been on here for a minute, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Next episode. Now we still got the Giants in Dallas, don't we? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't trying to do that next episode. Yeah, he's, next ready, episode he's ready to be off. Uh, Lego. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Wrap it up. Uh, you want to run through? I run through it right quick. <laughs> yeah, we can run through that. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right. That boy Giants are seven-point underdogs, 52-and-a-half-point over-under. All right. Uh, and my notes I got up for Danny Dines. He is balling right now. He called. He is. He might be the steal of the year. Last week he torched the Angst for 402 yards, two touchdowns, on 40 passes attempts. Bro, might be matchup proof at this point. Last week I was like, is he matchup proof? Do you sit him against the Saints? Sit him this week and see. And from here on out, man, it might be safe to start him, especially against the Cowboys. The Cowboy defense will be food to this man. Uh, Shaquan Barkley is looking like himself again in the past two weeks. He's been heavily involved, involved in the rushing and passing game. Um, he's back, baby. So he's matchup proof. You know, you start in Barkley area. We, I got Kenny Dollar, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, and John Ross. Shepard and Slate have yet to practice this week. It could be in danger of missing another week. The Cowboys are allowed 45 points, 45 fantasy points in PPR leagues to the wide receiver group in each week. Galladay is a locked wide receiver, too, and could go for 100 yards in back-to-back games. Uh, Kadarius Toney is a great flex option if uh, Shepard and Slayton don't play. He played well last week, catching six of his nine targets for 78 yards, and he averaged right, 13 give him yards. His props. He wants his props. Give him his props. Now, I remember Javar. Look, Javar, Javar got caught amnesia. I mean, I yeah, was... he ain't been on all week. I said I, I wouldn't have started. Hey, Javar is crazy, bro. I looked up at Javar. I was looking confused as hell, bro. Like, I wouldn't have started him. Like, what's wrong with saying? I didn't trust starting. No, so no, I'm... you said he was trash. 
No, I didn't say try to say and it. When I traded for him bad. in the league, when I traded for him, you said, oh, that was trash. But you just be hating. That's why I, I mean, I'm right. he, he was, anyway. so was super excited about him. All right. I'm I, 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 I like it. I like it. I still don't win trust him in redraft, though. Right, I don't, I don't no, know. No, no. I, I did that in Dynasty. Gabe, You're talking about Dynasty. It does look pretty right. good out there, though. I can't play. Gabe be going on these early football, round man. victory laps, and then come later on, he's looking like a damn donut. So we'll just watch out for Gabe. Uh, so I got Kadaris Tony. If uh, Shepard and Slayton don't play this this week, I like Kadaris Tony. He showed up his show. He can produce when called upon. So uh, once Shepard. And Slayton back um, is something to talk about. He playing the same position where Shepard would be. Shepard was uh, Danny Dines' favorite target at the time. So we got to see what happened when Shepard come back. And then you can have your victory lap, Gates. So you did it a lot a bit too early. Um, but I got John Ross as a boom and bust play. He's better suited for DFS. Uh, Evan Ingram have yet to go over 30 yards in a game. He's averaging seven yards per catch. Yeah, he's a sit. Uh, anything else on that side of the ball besides uh, Kadarius Tony? Um, upside that Gabe likes. All right, mm-hmm. moving, moving on to the other side. We got Dak Prescott, much started each week. He has scored at least three passing touchdowns in every game, but one that was against the Chargers. Only thing I worried about is his attempts. He has attempted no more than 27 passes in the last three games. That's my only word. He has not thrown the ball more than 27 times in the past three games, and it showed in Amari Cooper and uh, CeeDee Lamb numbers. But uh, to the backfield, Zeke and Tony Pollard. Zeke is getting the volume in the rushing department, but not the passing uh, department. Nevertheless, he is killing it on the ground with at least 70 uh, rushing yards and one TD in the last three games. Zeke is back. You start him every week. Paula has received at least 10 touches in the last three games. He is basically TD dependent uh, at this point. But um, in the game, that should be high scoring. I don't mind Paula in your flex play in deeper leagues. Uh, moving on to Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. The last two weeks has not been nice in the passing department for the Cowboys, but things should change this week. Cooper and Lamb are must-starts as they are going against the defense allowing the fourth most fantasy points in PPR leagues to the wide receiver group. They have not seen over five targets in the last two games, so I think it's safe to say they will see over five targets in this game. Dalton Schultz, uh, he's playing a little over 70% of the tight end snap. He has seen at least seven targets in the last two games. He has caught six targets for at least 58 yards and one TD in the last two two games. He has a plus matchup against the Giants, allowing the fourth most points to tight ends in PPR leagues. Schultz is looking like an every week starter. He's looking like a Dak favorite target in the red zone. He's, hey, I, you got to go with the number, seven targets a week, and you get some red zone licks. He He's looking like a, a start each week for now. His name is not Blake Jarwin, Gabe. I don't know what you got your name. His name is one of the tight ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely recommended Blake Jarwin over Gronk week one, bro. So right, right, right. I was right. Let's right cool process. it a little bit on the victory laps, my guy. Right process, though. I just picked the wrong right, yeah, name. I think, I think nowhere. I picked those shots in a couple of leagues. Glad I didn't go for Blake, though. But I picked. <laughs> uh, he has been looking good out there, though. For sure. Right. Wait, did you just tell him to pick a defense? Wait a minute. No defenses. Wait, he asked, look, look. He asked for defense. 
Right, and Gabe said, pick the Falcons. What you mean? Against the Jets? Yes. I, I said that, but I would pick the oh. over the, against the Jets, bro. I mean, it's still oh. a rookie quarterback. True. Who, who y'all going to go with? I don't know. I ain't looked at defenses in so long. My goodness. So you got, I, you got the Ravens against – who are the Ravens playing? They're playing Indianapolis. You got like the Colts against Ravens, and then you got Packers against the Bengals, and then you got the Browns against the Chargers. So what I look at, I, I probably, what I look at, uh, I know the Browns, they probably getting the most sacks, but they going against the Chargers. Uh, that's that's pretty hard. I, I used to look at the team that's getting that's what she said. The, most, the most sacks, <laughs> and I, I usually wrote that team, the, most, the team that's getting the most sacks and got a decent or the best matchup, I usually roll with that team because the sacks tend to carry over versus you know ints and fumbles but yeah man i don't trust the falcons bro i just can't do the falcons bro i i would pivot somebody else cleveland they're playing the high charges uh you got to throw them out packers against Bengals. Ooh, and well, they're looking good i'm going against i'm going with the, the team that I'm going with the team that's playing a team that's struggling, and that's the Jets. Yeah, I'm going. That's what I always look at. Who playing the sorriest team? Oh no, I probably... no bias. Y'all know it's no bias over here. I'm looking at I... it from an objective standpoint, and I'm gonna be real with you, Lark. I probably go to. We don't really, We don't research defense too much, bro. Right. Because none of our leagues play defense. But I looked at the projections also, and they they pretty much confirmed this. They the projections have them. My projections have Atlanta as the number six defense this week, so I'm going with them. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Right. Look, right. I agree on that, my boy. We watched the, we three are Falcons fans. We watched the Falcons every Sunday, so we know the Falcons yeah, defense sure. is doo doo. Big trash. They talking about Carson being out four to six weeks. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I hear that. Happened, it just happened when we was recording. Uh, who do I drop for Alex Collins? Well, if this is the truth and if this is what happened, I would drop uh, Hunter Riffro. Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, it's between Samuel. It's between Renfro and Samuels. I think Samuel should come along longer down the stretch. Logan Thomas has got hurt, so we don't know. What's yeah. going on along with Thomas? So, Curtis, Curtis Samuel should come on eventually. Pause. He's a, he's a much better player than Hunter Winfro, uh, or, or more athletic, I should say. So that's that's hard, bro. But it's definitely between Curtis Samuels and Renfro. Even Michael Carter, bro. I, if I'm getting Alex Collins, I would drop Michael Carter. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I just I, never like dropping running backs, though. I, Carter taking over the backfield and Moss is like in that 50-50 split with the touchdown deodorant. Yeah. I'll drop the Samuel, bro. Yeah, I, I can dig it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, time to go spend some money on Alex. Probably already off the waivers somewhere, but yeah. yeah I've had him, bro. Oh, shit, right. man. Like I said, man, if y'all listening to this and y'all ain't been to the website, make sure you go visit ffnsession.com. Uh, we do our um, – you can read all the stuff that we be talking about. If you want to read the stats, if you want to read them, you can read them. They'll be up there like either – we usually put them up Saturday. Well, I say usually. We only did it one time. So we put it up Saturday. Um, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you follow us everywhere else. Like and subscribe. Uh, next episode, Friday, we're coming out with all the games that you didn't hear. This episode is the Big 100 episode, so make sure y'all show some love. Um, 
Yeah, man. Appreciate everybody. Uh, appreciate you, Lark, riding along. Make sure you join the session, baby. We here to take you to the championship. Yeah, like, subscribe, everybody. Appreciate the love. We got you every week. Find us on Twitter if you need questions throughout the week. Yeah, for sure. Or you could like email us. Like I think it's a place on the on the website where you can, like click it and then let you email us.